We're back, neither live nor local, on the Bets and Quotes podcast, on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Welcome to the Bets and Quotes podcast, a podcast for the rubes, by the rubes, talking all things Power Trip. Bets and Quotes is hosted by Chuck, better known as Power Trip Bets. Why I love Chuck is that's exactly how I felt about the show, but I couldn't articulate it the way that he did. And Dave, the one and only Power Trip Quotes. Guy, he's going to get in there and just try to maul you. They were going to get an apartment together and see how things went, but settled on a podcast instead. Our legal disclaimer is simply that Lawyer Lambert probably likes us better than you, so good luck suing us. We hope you enjoy this episode, but if not, feel free to play Jax on 494. Dave, well, uh, another day, another loss. Uh, Lou, I am sorry to report that your twins lost yet again today, four to two, and they now have the worst record in baseball. Yikes! Yeah, I, I mean, it, it gets really bad when even Meat Sauce quits on you. Although he does, he does give up on things fairly easily. Yeah, but he's usually the first to hop right back on the bandwagon. So uh, I, I, I think everybody's getting to the point where we're just done with this team. And uh, you know, <laughs> which he I, did say this morning that he he quit watching the uh, the Twins, and then he said, "Oh, but I'm going to watch them tonight." <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, you know. And one of the things Meat Sauce always likes to say is like, you know, he'll say things like, "I'd rather have a root canal than watch the Twins play," and. As a matter of fact, I had to have a root canal this week, and um, the procedure itself wasn't too bad, but immediately afterwards, I had just, like, intense, intense pain uh, that still I am dealing with. Um, it's caused me to lose sleep, and I've had to take heavy medication to deal with it, and I stopped to think about it, and I was like, you know, that's exactly what the twins do to me. And I would say the biggest difference between the twins and a root canal is at least the root canal is over in 30 minutes. <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah, uh, you're dealing with the root canal and hockey's dealing with some stones. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started with those stones. Oh, my God. I can't tell you how much water I've drank this week. I'm like, because I'm usually, you know, I'll just pound my Diet Cokes, and that's about it. And I have just been pounding bottle after bottle after bottle of water this week because I'm like, oh, I can't. Oh, that just the thought of that is just excruciating. So uh, good luck, Hawk. Uh, hope this second one passes with very, very little incident. Yes, and, and when it passes, you got to play the meat sauce, uh, meat sauce robot. He passed. He passed. <laughs> Just over and over again. <laughs> he passed. All right. Well, we've got a fairly normal show this week. Unfortunately, the interview guest that I was hoping to have for this week uh, has a pretty busy schedule, and I have been pushed back a few weeks. So hopefully, I will still be able to deliver on it. It's just going to be a little bit delayed for now. So that's all right. Um, tonight, we are going to, of course, do a bets update. We'll do the quotes of the week. In your thoughts, it's NHL playoff time, and that means 
a money-making opportunity for you guys. I'll go over the whole NHL playoff betting strategy. Uh, then we're going to talk a little down memory lane with good old Chip Zenuff. So that's why you heard a little Enough's Enough to open the show today. Uh, we're going to be playing back uh, the very horny Mr. Zenuff. <laughs> and then, of course, we've got quotes notes to wrap up the show um, for our Patreon section, uh, the play, the, as I mentioned, the NHL playoffs are starting on Sunday, 2 o'clock. The Wild will play game one, and we're going to do a Patreon happy hour for that. So I know a lot of you probably already have plans, and with the lifting of the mask mandate, that might lead to even more plans. But if you're going to be watching the game, you want to hang out, uh, just hop on the old uh, Patreon. I'll post the link out there this weekend, and we can hang out, watch the game, and maybe play some games at intermission. So, uh Yes, and of course, I will be betting on the Wild because that fits into the strategy. So more to come on that. But for now, let's get rolling with a bets update. All right. Well, this week we've got a couple of bets to deal with. Um, as we speak, the uh, Tommy Sauce Wolves uh, Nuggets bet is about to be resolved. There's two and a half minutes left. The Nuggets are up 10, so that means Sauce is up four since he gave up uh, six points to Tommy. So, uh, yeah, pretty close one, and we will have a result before this uh, podcast is over. So, again, nothing like a live score update <laughs> on a podcast, right? So uh, it, It's one of the things that we do the best here. <laughs> I, I think it's our core skill set at this point. So, um <laughs> So yeah, that's uh, I love to where um, where they started talking about because uh, Tommy was like, I just want to bet on something. So Sauce, you know, brought up the Wolves bet and everything, and Tommy just goes, oh, betting on the Wolves. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> and then he still put a C note on it. I love it. So um, the uh, the Kaprizov bet settled as well as uh, he got scratched tonight. Um, technically a healthy resting situation as the wild rested some of their top players heading into the playoffs. And that ended any chance of him getting to 30 goals. So he was on 27 heading into the blue series. He didn't get any on Wednesday night. So he needed a hat trick on Thursday night and he got rested. So that means Paul Fletcher owes Mark Parrish again, Mark Parrish winning a bet $100. Uh, it was a hell of a run by Fletcher, man. That was that was a great call at the time they made it, and he very nearly cashed on a 10 to 1. Wow, yeah. Um, <laughs> Parrish wins another bet. Crazy. Of course. He's you over 3,000 for the year now. Jesus. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's going to have a whole new set of golf clubs, new uh, you know furniture for Nikki, and yeah, I mean... Oh, the, yeah. the bankroll is getting a little fat for Mark Parrish. Oh yeah, that uh, that that uh, that Manny's uh, money is just uh, piling up and piling up for him. So. so much good karma for that. I need to pick up a bill at Manny's just for some good gambling luck. Seriously, he is just he just doesn't lose. That's all there is to it. And speaking of that, we've got the Preakness bet this weekend. Um, that will take place, of course, Saturday afternoon. Uh, the question isn't who you are betting on, Dave. The question is how much money did you put on Midnight Bourbon? I just did twenty, but uh, twenty dollar win bet at five to one—that's a—that's uh, a nice looking C note. 
<laughs> for sure. I'm like, that's, I immediately, like, within five minutes of Parrish drawing Midnight Bourbon, I did that. Uh, I did a top three bet for Midnight Bourbon because it was plus money for him to just finish in the top three. And I'm like, I'll do, I'll get that locked in now and then I'll, I'll place my win bet later. So, uh, yeah, I got to, still got to get that down. I was hoping his odds would move a little bit, but there's been so much chatter on Midnight Bourbon, probably due to Mark Parrish. <laughs> that uh, I'm afraid the odds might move down. So I'm going to try and lock in because a lot of the uh, offshore books, they let you lock in rather than have the odds slide with the horse. So, uh, yes. Um, so <laughs> we'll just wait and see. Parrish win that. And then, of course, we got the PGA next week. So uh, Parrish could be pushing that total close to $6,000 by, uh, <laughs> by about uh, ne- a week from Sunday. So crazy, crazy. Yeah, we we need one of the guys who don't who uh like don't win very often to win one of these horse or golf bets. Like, like I feel like Chris and Corey like never win. Like, and they always get like one of the last picks. Like, there could be there could be five people, there could be fifteen people. It's always like. Hawk and Corey are like two of the last three picks. Well, that's what I was going to say, too, because Hockey actually got the first pick for the Preakness, but it doesn't really matter because it's right. a random draw. So, <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. So we'll see how that all flushes out. Um, and that will do it for the bets update. Let's do the quotes. And now it's time for the quotes of the week. I'd let Brett Fart be on me. Sure. Ted Bundy's been to the Rose Bowl more recently than the, than the Gophers. Because it's hard to bang and play it at the same time. Bang and lung darts whale. All right, friends, it is time to get to the quotes of the week. And we will start at number three with the Midwest's finest dancer, John Bonus. He can hear it on this. Wait till we're off the air, then just sab. No, he's not listening. He's got a day off. He's sleeping in. He's got penis issues. Uh, the news is Can't next. Pass the sorcerer's stone. Oh, oh. oh. gross! Brilliant. Uh, That's got to be the name of the podcast. Hawk sorcerer's stone. Beautiful. He's not listening. <laughs> the old sorcerer's stone. Oh, gotta love that as a Harry Potter guy myself. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I just love thinking about like these. You know, they the stones really should have like a a Twitter account by now. Oh, I mean, there, there's. There's two Power Trip Twitter accounts right there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, just thinking about that makes me cringe. But, yes, uh, it's it's been a saga. So, yeah, I'm surprised a, a Twitter account hasn't fired up for that. Of course, now one will, thanks to Steve. <laughs> yes, uh, that'll be uh, Twitter account number 17. For <laughs> All right, let's move to number two. And it is Paul Mitsos Lambert. What's the thing Tom Kelly always said? I don't know. Don't score run. Don't don't score runs. And he <laughs> was a good yeah. manager. No wonder they fired him. Don't score runs. How do we no. ever win anything with they, that guy? They won start two over. championships with a guy Whoa. that told him not to score. Let me start over. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, <laughs> just like in the office when we had you. Uh, Michael wrote on the board, uh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, you know, hyphen Wayne Gretzky, and then under that, Michael Scott. <laughs> um, that is uh, Tom Kelly from Meat Sauce. <laughs> yeah, sounds more like Jacques Lemaire trying to not score than uh, Tom Kelly, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, that would be wild if that was uh, one of the things that he said was uh, don't score runs. Whatever you do, guys, don't score. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that was good. Well, the <laughs> only one that could top it this week is from Christopher Allen Hockey. For the first time in more than a year, today is the day that Nevada's legal brothels can finally reopen. Praise the Lord. (laughs) They have reopened. When are you guys going? (laughs) Praise the Lord and pass the peanut butter. (laughs) What? (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) What? What hell? What fetish are you into? Mario wants to laugh. Mario wanted to laugh at that one. What are you into? (laughs) (laughs) I love how Rosie acts like he doesn't know. Yeah, I, I I don't know what kind of brothel Chris is going to. I'm hoping he's not going to a uh, you know the the dog pound out there just outside of city limits. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I think he prefers some different brothels than that. <laughs> yeah, Ro- Rosie likes a more classy joint, apparently. Oh, <laughs> uh, Pinky's out at uh, the Bunny Ranch with Mister <laughs> Lawyer. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that will do it for the quotes of the week. It's time for the weekly segment of Your Thoughts. Copyright Dark Star. All right, this week in Your Thoughts, we are going to talk some NHL playoff betting, and then we're going to listen to Chips Enough. So, NHL playoffs are starting on Saturday. The Wild Course will play Sunday. And uh, Dave, the fan has learned that uh, my NHL playoff betting strategy has been profitable in nine of the last 11 years. And you can vouch for me because uh, you were kind of following along last year. Uh, it uh, it was profitable. It really is a thing of beauty. And, uh, you know, it's been uh, – forget the show that it was mentioned on. Was it on VEASAN, uh, Vegas Insider Sports Network? Um yes. It is a thing. It is profitable. Um, you had an alternate strategy last uh, year in the bubble um, that worked for you as well. So I'm interested to see what strategy you're going with this year. And herein lies the dilemma, because obviously the normal strategy is just bet the road team in every single game. And the reasoning behind that is the road teams tend to win at a higher percentage in the NHL playoffs than they do during the regular season. But the odds makers don't really adjust the odds for it. So you're getting a a much better value and a higher winning percentage. And like I said, 9 out of 11 years, it's been profitable. Now last year, there really wasn't any such thing as a road team with the bubble. And so I started out betting the quote-unquote the road team or the, uh, the underdog team. And um, I I quickly changed that strategy because I realized the flip-flop was kind of the way to go. What the flip-flop is, is you simply bet the underdog in game one, and you keep betting them until they win. And then at that point, you bet on the other team, and you just kind of go flip-flop. Whoever lost the last game, you bet on them until they win, and then you bet on the other team. So you just keep betting on the loser, essentially, with the idea being things tend to go back and forth a little bit in the NHL playoffs. And a lot of times, if a team loses, they might get slightly better odds in the next game as well. And that proved to be way more profitable than even bet the road uh, bet the road team is in most years. So last year, I think the my return was like 18%. So for every $100 I bet, I won 18 which is a really high number historically because Bet the Road team is typically closer to 5 8 10%. So 18 I was thrilled to get last year. So 
what are we doing this year? Um, there is home and road this year, so bet the road team should, in theory, be a thing. But um, it's not normal yet. Um, we're going to have different types of crowds. Things are going to be slightly different with COVID protocols. So I think I'm going to do exactly what I did last year. And that is I'm going to start off with bet the road team um, because they're going to be all the underdogs anyway. Um, so we'll start there. And then um, I'm going to track it both ways and see whether whether or not flip flop or bet the road team is being more profitable and after about four or five games, I'm going to lock into one strategy or the other. Whichever one's making money, I'm going to lock into and roll with it. So um, I guess stay tuned on that one. But um, definitely start off by betting all the road teams because uh, that's where you got to start the flip-flop. Yeah, I, I like it. Um, I, I really do like both strategies. I will say from a branding standpoint, I think the flip-flop is a little more exciting. It, it's easier to sell. Um, especially with that uh, 18% ROI. Um, <laughs> now, now, what you're basing? So, are these stake units, Chuck, or are these to win uh, bets? So, like minus 110. Like, are you risking 110 to win 100, or are you risking 100 to win whatever 91 dollars? Yeah, you're always using the same base amount. So whatever your base is, whether you're betting, you know, five dollars a game, twenty dollars a game, a hundred dollars a game, whatever your base is, just bet the same amount every single game. And so, so you're risking one unit no matter the the odds, whether it's plus money or or um, or favored. Exactly, and you end up, you know, most most games you end up getting plus money because. Right. In theory, especially with Bet the Road Team, because you're you're typically skewing towards the uh, the underdogs with Bet the Road Team. Flip flop, not quite as flip flop. It tends to even out a lot more. Um, but uh, yeah, but always bet the same unit. And the biggest thing with it, bet every single game. Do not be right. selective. If your team is down three games to zero, don't go. Well, they're going to get swept. I'm just going to bet the other team. Nope. Stick to the strategy 100. percent uh, that's that's definitely the key. Um, the other thing I will say is the two years the Bet the Road team failed on me, it was clear to see from the get-go that it was doomed. And by the end of round one, like I should have just called off the dogs uh, because round one is usually the most profitable round. Um, didn't turn out that way last year with Flip Flop because Flip Flop actually did really well throughout all four rounds. But uh, yeah, so uh, it's it's definitely something we will keep an eye on. That if uh, if we stick with Bet the Road team and we are losing money after round one, might be time to call off the dogs. But uh, yeah, that's uh, it's like I said, it, it's it's been good for me and um, it's it's a lot of fun to do and it's an easy strategy to remember. I mean, yeah. either one, it's just a super simple strategy. Big key is just bet every game. Yep, yep. Well, I, I, I'm locking in with the flip-flop for this year, so I'm going to stay committed to uh, flip-flop and play that. Beautiful. I'm glad to have somebody on board. And somebody else that likes to flip-flop, except he's not doing it with the bets, he's doing it with something else, is a guy by the name of Chips Enough. Now, Dave, <laughs> you dug this up. Um, give us a little bit of background for those that aren't familiar with the old story of Chips Enough. Oh, yes. So um, it was January 20th, 2016, and uh, Corey was out for that day. Um, so, you know, Chris is kind of wearing both hats of host and producer. So, you know, it would seem like a great time to have the lead singer of an 80s hair band be interviewed on the show when Corey's not there to, uh, you know, pick it apart. So 
Chris took this opportunity. It's Carly. It's Tommy. It's Sauce. The four of them are in there. And uh, it's time to hear from Chip. Okay. I know it's 739. And I know that I'm 45 years old. And I know that uh, I like to rock. Okay. And I also know that Carly Applin's over there looking good, and, and she's quite a bit younger than me. And, and I know that Tommy Olsen's over there, and uh, I have a son who's his age. And I know that Meat Sauce Paul Lambert a lot of times has no idea where he's at. What? Exactly. <laughs> but Corey Cove is not today? here, and uh, through my very good friend, Kurt Bakken, I right now have the opportunity to talk to somebody that I have been uh, just jamming to forever. And uh, I'm super excited. Could you punch up, please? Line eight, ladies and gentlemen, the bass player and one of the key songwriters to and founding member of Enough's Enough. This is Chips Enough. How are you, buddy? Pretty good for my age. Yeah. So like you're full of piss and vinegar this morning. Dude, that's, you know, what we were talking about. You do morning radio with Man Cow in Chicago. You know, you got to be ready to go when you hit that microphone in the morning, right? Absolutely. Uh, anything else would be a shortcut to thinking. People are getting up in the morning, getting ready to go to work. They want to hear stuff that's going to be, uh, to them, it's going to be exciting and fresh and new and uh, start their day off the right way. So whatever it takes, whether you're, whether you're talking about beautiful trim or mm-hmm. substance abuse, mm-hmm. rock bands, touring around the country, groupies, it's all good. <laughs> he's got he's to throw in the groupies immediately. Yes. <laughs> Question oh, number one, uh, right? Yeah, you can already uh, hint at, I mean, that's, I guess we stopped it at a point where it kind of hints to where, um, it goes now uh, with uh, Mr. Zenoff. Um, but the interview goes on here, and they go around the room asking Chip questions. Chris Hockey started asking the first question, went around the room to Sauce. Next up was Carly Zucker. Carly, go ahead. Um, quick question. So I think Be I should... right now, honey. What? What are you wearing right now? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. What are that's you wearing? That's an excellent right? question. Mm-hmm. A lot of clothes. Yeah. I wish I was wearing a lot less. Yeah, we all do. Not right. <laughs> so. Good question, not a good answer. <laughs> I'm sorry. So. Uh, what are you wearing suit. right now, honey? A snowsuit. Wow. Uh, Chip. Wow. Oh, my. Um, so not only does she cut, <laughs> does he cut her off during the question, um, he degrades her to a piece of meat and asks her what she's wearing. Who does that? <laughs> chips enough, apparently. Cancel chips enough. The, these are the tapes that will finally get his ass canceled. <laughs> I guess he's lucky that uh, this was uh, this was prior to Me Too. This probably could have actually this could have started the Me Too yes. movement actually. So uh, <laughs> the fans' reach is broad enough that chips enough very well could have been the uh, the start of it. <laughs> We need to edit Wikipedia, and this is the start of the Me Too movement. It was because of Chips Enough against Carly Zucker. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. Okay, well, he goes on to answer your question, uh, but then Chip just can't resist. Careless for everything. None of those bands would be even known at all if it wasn't for MTV. They set the tone for everything and made it bigger than life. And the actions that happened at those shows, the promiscuity, the substance abuse, as long as everybody was safe, it was such a great time. The stories last a lifetime. And boy, do I wish I would have dragged you on the tour bus with me. Oh, you me haven't too. even seen her. I mean, yeah, I'm uh, sorry. Me no, too. I agree. And, yeah, right. What would have happened 
what would have happened would be unprintable. Oh, my goodness. Oh. I think we've found a love we connection here. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Uh, Chips, enough. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Again, we'll, we'll, we'll do this uh, more fully at, at other time because I, I, I got a million questions for you. But uh, I always loved your music, man. I, I love the stuff you guys wrote and, and still do. And uh, I look forward to seeing you. And when you. <laughs> Hockey's trying <laughs> to get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell after like two or three, like hitting on Carly or like sexual things, it's like. Even Chris was kind of creeped out. Sounded like, and you know, you absolutely know that you've crossed the line when you've made hockey uncomfortable about your horny level. (laughs) Oh my god, Chip, calm down. Is so true. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I I will make this observation. Actually, two observations here. Number one, the Power Trip does not have a good record with guys named Chip. No, no, uh, very anti-chip podcast. <laughs> Indeed. And number two, his voice sounded an awful lot like Chad Abbott to me. Um, it makes me wonder if uh, maybe they were long-lost brothers, and long-lost horny brothers. I don't know. He just sat, had a little bit of the Abbott tone to me. I was going to say the Z-Nuff as a last name, it just sounds a little too good. You know that's like a stage last name. We don't know that it's not Abbott. Exactly. Very well. Two B's, two T's. <laughs> Absolutely. If you find out the chips enough is coaching at St. Thomas Academy, I rest my case. <laughs> he tends to know a lot about offensive line schemes, so uh, <laughs> we'll just put that in the tickler file. Yes. All right. Well, our last clip here. Um, Chip has now signed off, and of course. Um, if you if your ears were open, uh, you knew that the the table had to discuss the horny level of one chips enough. Now I see why you loved him. He's just like me. Yes, <laughs> yes he is. Are we sure that wasn't just you doing two voices? <laughs> he can't control himself. Boy, he's super horny. He's horny already. Well, <laughs> duh. What, is is it even eight? Yeah. Is it even eight a.m.? No. That made me super uncomfortable. Yeah, how uncomfortable yeah. are you? Yeah. I was so uncomfortable. I honestly just looked down and like, oh, yeah. I know we all did. I felt bad. I felt great. Are you kidding me? That's yeah. that, There is no uncomfortable situation right here. I felt pretty. That felt amazing. I felt pretty uncomfortable. That is yeah. like my dream. Are you I kidding? He's like an eighties. I feel super comfortable. Do you really? That is my dream. I feel pretty uncomfortable. No. What do you mean? You feel, you asked her. That was you on the other line. I know. I, I would have to sat cool. in his lap if he was here. Wow. That's how much. I would have been so you know, he's, he's listening right now. Yeah, Great. Yeah. Perfect. Come on. Hey, wait, Come on. Now he's, enough. He's, he's calling back. <laughs> hey. Uh, hey. <laughs> no, it's just me. It's hockey pretending to be chips enough. That was me the whole time. You said you wanted to stay on my lap? Yeah. No, dude. I, honestly, that's a cool thing. I, that's I was amazing. A, I was a giant fan of those guys. <laughs> couple of things to digest from that uh, like you heard at the end you know that was a big deal for chris like he's been listening to enough's enough forever and you know a long time i get that like it'd be like me meeting you know whatever anthony Kiedis or whatever from red hot chili peppers or talking with them like that'd be a big deal um but then how shitty is it that the five minutes that they get to talk to him he just hits on carly and has to cut him <laughs> off because his horny <laughs> level is way too high well that's the thing because chris used to do and you know he still does like interviews with uh different rock uh rock people or yeah. you know people in the music industry that he wants to interview and stuff like that yeah this one <laughs> turned into like a brief five minute interview because chip's way too horny and can't control himself oh 
and, and even you know, like we were talking about, like you know, it's got to be—he's got to be real horny for you know Chris to be offended. Not only that, Tommy said that he had to look down at the floor, like <laughs> he was offended. If you, oh man, if your horny level is so high that it offends Chris Hockey and Tommy Olson, you sir have a problem. You know, and it's one of those things too, where uh, you know, I, you don't think about it as much, but it's like um, I, now that you know, because you just kind of think of things the way things are now on the power trip with Tommy on Thursdays, and you know, Carly for a long time, um, you know, she's moved around a little bit. I, I it's hard to believe that she was with Tommy, um, you know, in studio at the same time because Tommy's got a certain horny level. And then for a long time, she was on with Rosie, which is like twice as bad as Tommy's horny level, right? And so it makes kind of sense now that she's on Monday because Ben kind of keeps his horny level in check. So um, I think uh, I think I think we understand why she was moved to Monday now. <laughs> yes, it, it is all adding up. Oh my god! <laughs> well, good stuff. That was a definitely a good dig, yeah. and uh, yeah, definitely. It, it, you know, as somebody that you know, enough's enough was definitely not one of my favorites. Um, I will just say that they're, they're they're no warrant, you know, but uh, they're no white lion. But uh, it definitely put a different light on uh, every time I hear an, an enough's enough enough's enough song these days. Um, I definitely think back to good old ship. Yeah, that that was on my uh, to cut up list forever, just because I remembered how like awkward <laughs> that whole situation was, that whole interview was. Um, but after you know listening back to the whole thing myself, is like, wow, this is just too crazy of a moment that you know doesn't get brought up a ton, but uh, you know definitely deserve. <laughs> it's definitely in the part of the history of the Power Trip Morning Show. Absolutely, well, good stuff. Well, hey, we, because um, this is the best thing that we do on this show, um, we have a bet result alert that we can give live on the podcast. <laughs> yes. The, uh, the Denver Nuggets did indeed cover uh, 114 to 103. So uh, Meat Sauce covered the six points and wins $100 from Tommy Olson. To which Tommy immediately tweeted, Jesus H, I'm done. I'm only betting goats and golf from here on out with the gif of Chris Farley going, I suck. (laughs) (laughs) I suck. Poor Tommy. He has had kind of a a rough stretch. Maybe, you know, you you were talking about people that deserve to win. Maybe Tommy wins the PGA Championship next week. That would, you know, if if Parrish is going to lose to, because Parrish's streak will eventually end, I think. I mean, uh, Mm. I'm beginning to wonder, but um, wouldn't bet against it. <laughs> if it does, in fact, end at the PGA Championship, um, no better, no better than Tommy to uh, to totally redeem himself. Yes, yes, we'll we'll pull for we'll pull for the good guys plus Tommy. Absolutely. All right. Well, it's time for quotes, notes, and uh, I did the open this week. You son of a bitch. And the quotes, notes will rock. Yes, the close notes will rock. Say rock on. Rock on.
Have you seen how these grades? Yes, <laughs> that that open rocked. All right, yes, it's the best of all worlds. It's it's Van Halen. It's an awesome Eddie solo, and we get to bring in Halvey's grades. <laughs> oh man, that was uh, yeah. Maybe we'll just start there. Um, man, yikes, that was painful. Um, uh, you know, I I, I wouldn't want to go back. I was never a, a great student or didn't apply myself. Uh, that much and that's honestly one of the biggest regrets of my life but i think i still got like a two seven or something like that so um yeah yikes and uh you know the thing is is and they touched on it too um we all know how smart and uh talented and hardworking zach is you never know what's going on in you know people's lives um especially in that time where everybody's kind of changing going through puberty um, you know, becoming an adult, you know, some things like that can affect how you perform in school. And some people just aren't good at school, um, but that doesn't mean they're not smart. So uh, keep your head held high. And uh, man, that sucked that his mom was listening to it, too. <laughs> oh, my. And as a side note, do you know how hard I tried to pull the records of one David from St. Cloud Tech High School? No. Did you get it? <laughs> No, I tried. Oh, I was so pissed. God. I probably spent 20 minutes trying to find <laughs> like some way you could request. I suppose I could have called, but I was like, ah, screw it at that point. But no, I was going to get a copy of your transcript and have like Smitty Oom or somebody on to uh, play against you and guess your grades. But uh, oh my God. unfortunately, I, I was going to suggest that and I wasn't going <laughs> to do it with you because I'm like, well, he probably just had really good grades. And yeah, you can I, I tell by listening to me after five minutes that I didn't do well in high school. So <laughs> I was I was definitely in that like not applying myself kind of mentality. I mean, I had a decent enough GPA to like you know get into college and whatever I wanted to do there, but like I was nowhere near a 4.0 student because my senior year. I'm like, I literally signed up. I think I've said this before. I literally signed up for every class that had some type of like vacation or trip or field trip involved with it. And I think I missed something like 24 days of my senior year on excused, like that. those were excused absences on like, you know, competitions or field trips, or we went to Washington DC with one group. I'm like, yeah, I completely like took off my senior year. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's what half of, you know, senior year is about is just not going to school, skipping school. Hell yeah. Screw the nerds that wanted the 4.0. Yes. Screw them. <laughs> um, as they're all like super successful. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, next up, I'll watch Saturday Night Live on Saturday, obviously, to watch the Doge Father. And uh, that was a train wreck. But even worse was Saturday Night Live itself. Man, I... I uh, <laughs> Oh, man, I, I used to watch Saturday Night Live all the time. Stopped probably about, I don't know, five, ten years ago. That's probably the fifth, like, live episode that I've seen in ten years. And that was a night that was so bad. I don't know. Did you watch it, Chuck? Absolutely not. No, I, I social media has ruined me on Saturday Night Live because I know if something's good, some it's going to get, like, absolutely, like, tweeted about and talked about, and I can go back and view the clip for it and – you know, otherwise I'm not going to waste my time trying to find the hidden gems here and there and stuff. So, yeah, I, I, I only watch it if there's a musical guest I absolutely love or somebody's hosting that I absolutely love. So, yeah, I didn't 
watch it all. Although I did watch the Doge drama because I was uh, obviously I'm part of. I, I wouldn't say I'm in the Doge army. I'm sort of in the. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm like in the Pentagon of the Doge, you know. Okay. I'm I'm not on the front lines or whatever, but I'm definitely watching all the action and I definitely have some uh, vested interest in it. Now, now what material are your hands made out of? Cuz I have diamond hands. Oh, yes, 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 are, yes. Are like how committed to you are you like are you sheet metal? Are you aluminum? Are you styrofoam? Are you pine needles? Like, what are, what are your hands made of right now? I'm at best aluminum because I, um, okay. I've been see my thing is I've been going in and out of Doge, and so uh, I always I, I so I'm in constant anxiety mode because like once I sell, then obviously I want it to dip so that I can buy back in and buy more at a lower price and ride the wave. So when I sell, I'm like nervous that it's going to go up. And then when I buy, I'm nervous that it's going to go down. So I'm just constantly fighting this battle. And, of course, the uh, the Doge chart looks like a heart attack uh, EKG. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it definitely causes a little bit of anxiety. But uh, it's definitely a fun ride. Um, as of right now, I'm out. And um, I am hoping that it is tanking right now. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, sometimes you just have to be patient and wait a day or two uh, to get it to move the correct direction. Yeah, the only thing more responsible right now uh then buying dogecoin is day trading dogecoin so i'm very proud of you uh for that chuck absolutely uh it takes me back to my old days of day trading penny stocks which uh was always <laughs> always a lot of fun it was always awesome like i remember my buddy and i were out in vegas and um of course the markets open like super early when you're in vegas they open at like 6 30 and uh vegas time so it was like you know i would get up and before we go out and do anything i'd be sitting there day trading stocks and there was nothing better than the feeling of heading to the casino when you'd already made like you know <laughs> we we're much smaller stakes back in the day but like you know i'd maybe made 200 bucks on the day and i'm like hell yes i've got like 200 bucks in the bank day trading let's go gamble you know yes but, uh, yeah let's go lose this as fast as possible absolutely so yeah that was <laughs> that was always a fun feeling and i haven't you know I'm, I'm 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 much more of a thinking investor uh, these days. Especially the older you get, you tend to be a little bit more calculated with stuff. But so it's kind of been fun to have like this little Doge day trading thing going on because it just kind of reminds me of back in the day. It, it, yes, it's your midlife crisis. I love it. <laughs> it is. All right, I got a lot to get through, so I'm going to do some quicker ones here. Um, Cessfest uh, sounds badass. Chipotle, Maui, Wowie. Let's go. Oh, son um, of a bitch. That not, sounded good. Especially at, especially at uh, Mr. and Mrs. T's house. Um, so it sounds like they have a palatial estate there. Uh, sounds like a fun time. Oh, yeah. Um, now we've talked about a, uh, a show that I didn't think was funny. And now we move to a show that I thought was absolutely hilarious. And I've never heard of it before. Um, the Eric Andre Show. Chuck, have you ever heard of The Eric Andre Show? I've heard of it. I have never watched it. Okay, I I don't know how. Yeah, I mean, I could have just been really high, but I think it was <laughs> absolutely mind blowing. Um, basically like a mock of a of a late night talk show, and um and he's just like the wildest creep. Like he'll ha he had uh who do you have on? Uh, sometimes he like half the time he has actual celebrities, and then another time like 
he'll have uh he'll say it's hey and next up is jennifer aniston and it'll just be like some like old lady or something like that <laughs> like it'll be like like a, a fake person <laughs> it's so funny but then you never know and when it's the actual guest like he asks him like two dumb questions and then he'll like like start eating spaghetti or like he'll break a table or like get in a fist fight like it, none of it makes sense and it's not linear at all it's just like it, it's it's like nothing i've ever seen before so um at least watch an episode just so you know what i'm talking about but um i, I brought this up on twitter and they're like how have you never heard of this it's been going on <laughs> since like 2012 it's like it's like some adult swim show that's now on like hulu or whatever but um uh, go see it, uh, especially uh, if you like to watch things when you're drunk or high. So, <laughs> go uh, see it. Uh, Tommy Bahamas is now the 12th different reference slash nickname for breasts uh, that Chris Hockey has spoken on the Power Trip Morning Show. Um, so add that to the long lines of, uh, you know, feeding tubes and rocks and jugs and and everything. <laughs> The only person I think that could rival him for the number of terms that they have for breasts would be PA. Yeah, I, man, I don't know. I don't listen to a lot of PA anymore, but uh, I, I can only assume. Well, I can only assume with his horny level, because um, he's got a little chips enough in him. So uh, <laughs> I, I can only imagine how many boob breast references he makes. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, shout out to Hawk for the big initials win. Uh, win number 70. Sadly that, uh, you know, him getting to say that he's won 69 games um, has passed now. I mean, he's now at number 70. Um, and he, he keeps stepping up his game. I think uh, Meat Sauce has checked out of the game a little bit um, since it's been more about AJ and not about him, which naturally, you know, don't blame him for that. But uh Maybe, you know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago that somebody needs to step up. Maybe it's Hawk. Maybe Hawk can get hot here. Yeah, maybe so. And, you know, it, it is a little bit tragic that he's off of 69 now. But the good news for him is that Lawyer Lambert is always 69 for him. Always, yes. He is always uh, under the desk. And that's why you can know it, once they get those uh, live cameras up or something, uh, the webcams back up from back in the day, uh, you can typically see Jeff's ankles uh, at all times <laughs> on both sides of Chris Hockey's headphones. So. <laughs> Um, the show recent, well, Duel of the Decades was really cool out of the box. Again, idea from Chris Hockey doing some, uh, Saturday morning cartoons, Duel of the Decades. Um, one show that really, I really loved as a kid, uh, of the nineties, um, watching it was, uh, the show Recess. Um, Max was the coolest guy. He always had the backwards hat and he was peddling stuff out of his trench coat um that was always a really one of my favorites from back in the day yeah it's so funny how like you know it just depended on what decade you grew up in and it was just like everybody yeah. it was most of the most of the votes went to whoever whatever one they had seen because most of them hadn't seen like the other one from the decade they weren't in and stuff so yep yeah, it was kind of it was it was interesting. I definitely aligned more with the uh, the '80s stuff, and 
whatnot, which, and it's a little bit tragic too, because like, I really feel like, cause I, I've kind of, you know, hockey alluded to it, like what he went through with Alex. Cause he was familiar with some of the, the nineties cartoons because right. Alex was growing up. Right. And so, um, you know, and I'm kind of going through that with like, you know, some of the 2010s cartoons because I'm seeing, you know, my son watch them. And so just by proxy, you're getting looped in because they're watching the same episode of something 40 times in a row. And, um, and there, and there's definitely some good ones out there. I mean, there's, there's ones that make me laugh, laugh as an adult and, you know, that, that are, you know, at least tolerable. And then there's some that are just absolutely want to take a hammer and pound it into your skull. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's so, um, you know, but these, these were obviously the best of the best. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it makes, it, 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 it almost makes you want to go back to like the decades that you missed when you were, you know, doing adult stuff and not having right. kids and watch some of those. Cause I'm sure they're great. You just missed them. Right, yeah, that that would be fun, and I, I'm sure there are some of those on like net, all these streaming services nowadays or whatever. But yeah, it would be fun to uh, to go back and watch some of those. Definitely, I love cartoons. Yes, love me and and cartoon porn. We know you love that as well. Well, I'm I'm not the aficionado, but uh... Alleged, allegedly, yeah, you you dabble. <laughs> Um, next up, I uh, saw that Meat Sauce and Common will be getting the band back together and doing stand-up comedy starting yeah. in June. Um, if you've never been to one of their comedy shows, and even if you have been, um, they are so much fun, especially if you listen to KFAM because uh, you get a little bit more of the bits. You kind of get the bit. But, uh, yeah, no, regardless, they are so funny, and they are genuinely very good at stand-up. So, yeah. Uh, Go see it. Go see. I would. I. I'm hoping to be up there at some point when it overlaps with one of their shows. Yeah, yeah. That would be. Maybe you get some backstage passes. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um. Next up, uh, my new favorite bit on the show is the, hi meat. Hey babe. <laughs> like, that is good. I, I love it. I. I thought you know how could you ever get better than a you know a news anchor saying hi meat. Uh, in a robotic voice, but I think even better is Sauce. The cadence of Sauce says, "Hey, babe," and it's like he's <laughs> legally required. Like he loses a hundred dollars anytime that he doesn't say it. So, and that's kind of. <laughs> I think that's why it's just so fun- funny. Like Hawk could play it like twenty times over and over. It's just hi, meat. Hey, babe. Hi, meat. Hey, babe. <laughs> Well, I think I I honestly think he's got that button barred now. Sometimes it's hard to tell what's a button bar and what's not, but um, I I think that's button barred. I think it's just the whole clip and meat sauce isn't saying anything. I don't know. It's it's hard to tell sometimes. I don't think it is. I think I just think that's the bit. And uh, you know, with sauce being on vacation next week, out until I think Thursday or Friday, um, I think they <laughs> I think Hawk should just record one of those and make it one soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, that's good. Um, so happy we got some Tommy's takes this morning. I know. Uh, they they kind of hinted at it early. I was like, oh, my God, are they hinting at the resurgence of uh, of Tommy's takes? And uh, we didn't get all of it, but we got we got a we got a little bit of Tommy's takes back. So uh, uh, the the power trip gods are listening and uh, they're answering our prayers. <laughs> well, you know, and I and I know like, you know, they, they they've come up with different bits for Tommy to do on Thursdays and stuff. And, 
you know, um, you know, maybe every week was too off for Tommy's takes, but like at least once a month, I'd love to hear Tommy's takes, you know, just, uh, maybe, yeah. and maybe, and maybe that's what it comes down to is maybe he just kind of piles up his list, you know, for a month and then picks off the highlights and does like a little bit of selective editing, much like I have to do with quotes notes where it's like, you yeah. want to talk about that? And I have to, you know, cut that out and whatever. So, uh, <laughs> no, but, but yes, it's, I, I was hoping it hadn't gone away forever and it was good to just kind of get a little, cause you know, it's, it's like a scientist who's doing research. It's like, I feel like that where it's like, I just need to know a little bit more about what's going on inside that brain of Tommy Olson. And yes. uh, we, we get the, the, we get the biggest look into it via Tommy's takes. Of course. And uh, the, the one thing that I will say about that is uh, if he, I, I would like it, even if he did it only once a month, but uh, I don't want the obscure, like, little things cut out and leave the fresh meat. Like, the money's in the crumbs there. Like, <laughs> it, it's better when he's like, oh, oh, I went to a gas station and they had, like, chili, you know, cheddar cheese chili Fritos. I've never had them, dude. They are the bomb. They're the best. They wail. Like, oh, I, I love the That's details. what I'm there for. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um. We got time for two more. Uh, Corey was talking about how he's never seen The Wire, and it is absolutely amazing. Uh, it's definitely a top five uh, show for me. Plus, HBO has recently remastered it in high definition because it was uh, it was after The Sopranos, uh, but it was basically back. Uh, you know, it's kind of like with Curb. Like the first four seasons are like in standard definition. They always look weird when you go back and stream them. Well, these are going to be all HD now, uh, and uh, honestly, if you have HBO, please go watch The Wire. It is you will. It is up there with Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, The Americans, all those shows. It is dynamite. Yeah, Google took my HBO away, so I'll have to just take your word for it. And lastly, we had a couple birthdays this week. Uh, happy uh, 169th birthday to Lou Cove. On Monday, and <laughs> yeah. uh, happy birthday to our good friend Haley on Wednesday. Absolutely, yes. Uh, very very important birthdays. Our number one listener and our reigning quote of the year champion. So uh, yes. very, very important birthdays. Two Bets and Quotes podcast favorites there with birthdays this week. Well, that will do it for Quotes Notes. All right, and before we go, Dave, should we talk about The Thing? Oh, The Thing. Um, are we allowed to talk about our things? I don't know that we're not allowed to, but I think we should wait. Yeah, I don't know that we were given explicit instructions either way, but, you know, I, I for one, I like talking about my thing, but um, I know you might be, maybe you're a little bit shy to talk about your thing, so maybe we are best off to uh, hold off a week. Yeah, I've always been a little cautious when I talk about my thing. Um, I I don't even like talking to myself about my own thing. Um, well, look how long it took Parrish to talk about his thing. Well, that's, that's true. Parrish. I mean, we really should let this marinate. Maybe we shouldn't even talk about the thing. We should just do it and see the reaction. So you want to be a just... shower? Yes. Okay. Yes, I don't want to. I don't want to be a grower. Just. Just a shower. <laughs> All right. Well, we will be showers with our things then, apparently. And, um, yeah, we'll leave it at that.
Well, that should wrap it up for this week. Um, yeah, nothing like some live score updates and some horny chips enough. I, uh, I definitely think we hit all the bases today. So uh, in the meantime, Dave, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Power Trip Quotes. I'm, of course, on Twitter at Power Trip Bets and PT Bets on Instagram. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Bets and Quotes podcast. Be sure to give us a rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And if you think we're hideous, please lie.